Welcome to Nightlock, a Hunger Games podcast. Hi, I'm Kieran. Welcome to Nightlock Podcast, where we cover anything and everything related to the Hunger Games franchise through news stories, book analysis, fan fictions, related music, product reviews, as well as other fun segments. So November is in full swing with Catching Fire hype, and today we have the last chapter of Catching Fire to discuss, right in time for the movie. I planned this well, didn't I? Uh, So we have two other segments where we will be discussing a few interesting topics and more discussion questions. Uh, So there's a few listener emails also to get to um, for more discussion. Never get enough on this show. But before we get into the show, I wanted to welcome the guest host on today's episode, Brandon. Hello, everybody. I'm so glad you're here to finish Catching Fire with me. We're almost done. Can check I am that so off excited. Yes, I think it'll be a great episode. It's not so. a lot of action, but a lot of um, kind of tying up the loose ends and then creating more loose ends, as Susan Collins always does. Oh, it's so much suspense coming up the next book after this one. Yes, definitely. And Mockingjay will be interesting to get through in their chapter analysis because it's not my favorite book, but... Uh. Um, I know it's my favorite book. I didn't tell you that. So. Oh, that's interesting. You and Matt both yep. love that book. Yeah. <laughs> interesting. I don't I guess know why. I'm just... I like it. Everybody else seems to hate it. Yeah. So. <laughs> you don't like Gail, do you? <laughs> uh, uh, I guess so. Yeah. I like them better than you do. <laughs> that's true. Uh, most people most people do. I don't know. I'm, I'm semi-neutral, but more towards not liking him. So, yeah. All right, so moving on to our next segment, Through the Eyes of Katniss Everdeen. As I said, finishing the book, chapter 27 of Catching Fire. So we left off with Katniss exploding the arena almost. She's she shot into the force field, and now the trees are on fire, and she says something about, like, the game makers setting off fireworks. Um... And so she's kind of thinking to herself, um, will they let anyone survive? Um, and this is an interesting thing. We talk, I talked about this um, on a previous episode recently. And Brandon, do you think that they would kill off all the tributes and not have there be a victor? If they could, I believe they would have. I mean, at this point, everything has gone wrong for them. The Phoenix exploded. I mean, there might be a few they kept. Like, they had favorites, like Inabaria, like District 2, District 1. If they're, they're alive, they might just force him to be a winner, cut off the end. Yeah. Because later on, Gail said that they cut off the feed right be- before that even happened. So, I mean, they would have just maybe forced um, Inabaria to be the winner, and that would be that. Yeah, and the capital would probably have more control if they had someone that's more neutral to be um, a, what do you call it, a, a victor. <laughs> Somebody in line with their vision. Right, yeah. Because the capital doesn't have a lot of control right now, so they'd probably appreciate having control. Uh, not at that point. Yeah. Um, so now Katniss is talking about how she has stolen Peta's last chance at life because... During the whole games, her main purpose is to keep Pete alive. And now she feels like she can't protect him anymore because, obviously, the arena is in shambles at this point. Uh, so it's... I, I guess it makes sense that she's kind of thinking about this, but at the same time, it's kind of like she was never... Like, she she would help keep him alive, but it's not like having her around meant that Peter was definitely going to live. Yeah. I mean... I mean, she's the most important part, and then Peta's the um, pretty much her own only weakness at right. this point. And I mean, her... otherwise, without Peta, she would have been doing pretty well in the games, I believe. But mm, yes and no, I guess like Peta kind of kept her mind in the game, but I wonder if she would. I don't yeah, know. The, like, yeah, the only reason why she kept uh, kept up with the other, like with uh, Finnick and Mags and and the other, and um. Johanna, Joanna, or yeah. Jo- Johanna, or yeah, I'm still struggling with that. <laughs> whichever one it is, soon, um, is because of Peta. He's the one that wanted to keep that going, that that alliance going. Yeah, without him, she definitely wouldn't be with their alliance. She would kind of probably just be off on her own and kind of killing off tributes here and there, ruining the plans of the um, 
the um the 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 rebels and everything. The yeah. rebels, yes, <laughs> definitely. Yeah, she's not so good at following directions. No, she she can't read anybody. She she's not good at directions, one track mind, and everything. Yeah, not a great leader. <laughs> uh, so the hovercraft then picks her up and. So she's thinking these morbid thoughts, as she always does in these situations. She says, hopefully I will die before I reach the shadow, shadowy figures um, above me. Because um, she's assuming that it's the capital at this point. Because, you know, yeah. how would she think it's anyone else? Even the readers think it's the capital at this point, too. Right, definitely. At least I did. Some smart people might have caught on by now, but I'm... I, you know. I thought it was the capital also. I mean, yeah. I had no clue. <laughs> I probably get things after Katniss does, and that's saying something. <laughs> I'm the same way. <laughs> Uh, so then Plutard greets her, and so she still thinks it's the capital because he's the head game maker. So it's all still in her mind is the capital, and that makes sense. And she feels bad now because he'll just be killed just like Seneca Crane was because, you know, he's another game maker has kind of messed up and not have everything fluid in the way it's supposed to be and just, you know, all their ducks in a row. They've kind of, the ducks have all run loose at this point. And yeah, if, if, if- I like to think if he was the head game maker, I think he blew it worse than Seneca did. Yeah. I mean, he allowed all the tributes to pretty much band together. Um, and take over the arena. Yeah, he allowed three different drops of of the time and date the um, this escape was going to happen. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's... And then he allowed the arena to explode, pretty much. Right. <laughs> Doesn't look but like think, he'll be hired back. No, but I think that was all planned by him anyway. Yeah, so. definitely. Um, and Katniss thanks Joanna for um, hitting her in the head uh, because then she blacks out because of it so it kind of lets her escape the moment and Katniss kind of throughout the chapter she's kind of going in and out of consciousness Mm -hmm. so we don't really know exactly how much time has passed during certain um, paragraphs it's kind of all choppy so I don't think it's too long because they're still in, in route to um, District 13 at this point. Right. I'm guessing it's probably like a, a day stop. or two days or something yeah, like that. They told that later in the chapter to say that they're taking a, a roundabout way to District 13. So I'm guessing they're from California, Hawaii-ish to a long way around the least populated parts of the world. Right. Yeah. That way, like, they're probably going over, like, oceans and stuff. That way yeah. they're they're not uh, going into the capital's path. Yeah, I'm guessing two days is about a good a good guess. Probably, yeah. So Katniss wakes up. She was unconscious, and then again she wakes up, and she sees BT, and she's restrained on the bed. And so, you know, just she kind of notices a few things, and she's kind of just looking around the room. And she whispers PETA, and so she's trying to, you know, just kind of like process everything, and... She's thinking to herself how she must find him and kill him now before the capital gets to choose the agonizing means of his death. Um, and right now, she's on full on survival mode. I mean, not survival, but like ending mode. Right, yeah. She's like, she wants everything to end right now. Mm-hmm, take the, all the pain away. And so when she kind of gets, gets up off the bed and gets a syringe... And she's kind of just creeping down the hallway and everything. And I believe at this point she still thinks um, she's in the Capitol's hands. Yeah, that's correct. She she believes she's about twelve stories under the Capitol at this point. Okay. And she even she even um thinks about killing BT at this point also. Right, which is like surprising, like that she would take his life into her own hands. Uh, yeah, but I'm guessing she, like the she thinks the Capitol knows he's already betrayed them and it should um, end his suffering before they get to her get to him now yeah it's just hard because like she doesn't know him that well it's not like Peter where it's like you know she knows him and she would know when he would want to die whereas like Peter or BT she's not as like close with so it's hard to be like oh I think he'd rather die and like do it yourself you know yeah the only reason why she didn't do it is she thinks she'll get caught before she gets to Peter again so Right. She decides to do Peter first and run back. Yeah, because she thinks Peter's in the same building as she's in. When re- in reality, she's in the hovercraft. Exactly. Then Plutard tells Finnick he can't stop at District Four to get her. And you know, looking back, obviously we know her is Annie. Yep. 
And so Katniss starts getting confused at this point because why would they be conversing in like um, kind of like an equal relationship? Like why would they be talking that way? And she's also confused because all of a sudden she hears Finnick. So she's like, oh, like Finnick's here. So, uh, and she has all these wounds. So she's not really thinking clearly. And then she hears Hamish and that's like a big deal because she's like, where did Hamish come from? Mm -hmm. Um, And Hamish says that they will keep Annie alive um, as kind of bait for Finnick so that they, the capital could show like, hey, like she's still alive, do this. And uh, that way we'll keep her alive and threaten Finnick that way. Yeah. I mean, it makes perfect sense that way, but Katniss is still confused. He just, she knows nothing's going on right now. Yeah. She has Hamish and Finnick and Annie, and she's probably the most confused person that ever lived in the world at the point. Definitely. Yeah. She is, she's crazed. So Katniss goes into the room with uh, Hamish, Plutard, and Finnick. And she has the syringe in her hand ready to, like, attack because she's thinking that she's going to run into enemies. And uh, Hamish has a funny line. He says, so it's you and a syringe against the capital. See, this is why no one lets you make the plans. And so she's kind of, he makes her drop it and everything. and Like a dog, drop it, drop it. Um, and then she's just learning everything, that they're explaining everything to her, which finally she gets clued in on, you know, she's not in the dark anymore. Um, so a little recap, uh, from the moment the quell was announced, uh, there was a plan in place to break them out. So I'm assuming this by saying from the moment the quell was announced, from the moment, like, they decided they would reap tributes from existing victors. I, I don't think so. I think in the book they um they they said that from the quilt. Uh, well, I mean they they just want. That was a break. I was out of the quill now. Okay, I guess so. Yeah, because the quill is um, okay. That makes sense. Never mind. Cut that yeah, out. Because otherwise, it probably would have been like years in the work. Um, because yeah. we know it takes years to make the arena. Mm-hmm. So it must have been from when Snow announced that the victors would be going back yeah. into the arena. Um. And throughout the book, we've been kind of discussing which tributes knew about the mm-hmm. the big plan. And it kind of just gives us a list here of District 3, 4, 6, 7, and 11. New varying degrees of information. They knew some information. depends on the person, obviously. Finnick and Joanna knew more than um, other tributes that were not as important. Um and again, District 6 is listed. So the Morphling from District 6 probably knew that Katniss and Peter were to be saved. And that's why she killed herself to protect Peter from the monkeys. Um, so yeah. just further evidence of that. So Plutard uh, yeah. is revealed as part of an underground group, kind of rebels. They don't say rebels, but that's how we're as readers identifying them. Plutard made sure that the wire was there so BT could uh, blow up the force field. Mm -hmm. The bread was code for the time of the rescue, that it was uh, 24 pieces of bread, meaning the 24th hour, and it was from District 3, which means the third day. Um, And so we also learned the hovercraft is from District 13, so Katniss has kind of verified that District 13 does exist that she originally learned from Bonnie and 12 from District 8. They were escapes from there of District 13. So now she's like, oh, wow, it actually does exist. Yeah, this is her first confirmation pretty much. Right, yes. This is kind of, I guess, an exciting time for her. Not really, but She's probably still confused. Yeah. Uh, And Plutard kind of mentions how he showed Katniss the watch and... He said, that was my first step of gaining trust from you. And then he goes on to say, I never dreamed you'd be a tribute again. So also further evidence that Plutard didn't know that existing victors would go back in until later on. I might change that for the movie, but. Yeah, I wonder. I'm sure they'll be like, they'll, the camera will like flash to his, um, his watch Mm-hmm. Yeah, but no, I meant I meant the um him knowing that is going to be a reaping because in the movie they talked had in the in the trailer they had Snow and Plutarch talking about um how to pretty much kill Katniss. Right, and, 
but that know. is also well we don't know because it's a trailer so nothing is in order we don't know what order that is too that's a good question that's a good point right so it could be before snow announces the tributes or it could be after exactly so we'll have to see interesting katniss and Peta weren't informed on all this and katniss poses the question that what you know why weren't they informed she doesn't understand and this is Hamish's answer quote because one uh sorry quote because once the force field blew you'd be the first ones they tried to capture and the less you knew the better so it's not even about them being in the arena with the information according to Hamish it's more about them being more dangerous if they knew information the capital captured them and they tortured them because then they could get the information out of them um, which, is, which is still weird because they go torture them anyway as hard as possible right so it, they go do the worst to them i mean it's not going to really help them too much but at least they won't say anything that would that would hinder the rebel calls yeah i think it's more about protecting the rebels more than katniss and Peta in yeah. this situation So Finnick reveals that, uh, he said, quote, the rest of us agree to die to keep you, meaning Katniss and Peta, alive. And Katniss is kind of surprised that Joanna would do such a thing. And, and that's, that's also a really cool foreshadowing for the next book. I just noticed that. In what way? They would all die for Katniss to keep her alive. Oh, yeah. The next book, they, that kind of comes into a forefront pretty big. Right. <laughs> Yeah, that one line does really show us the rest of the series, doesn't it? <laughs> it does. Uh, and so Katniss is kind of just processing this with everybody. That's really the word for this chapter, processing. Yeah. Um, and someone says, don't remember who it was, but they said, had to save you because you're the Mockingjay. Um. Oh, okay. Plutarch said that. Yeah, I would guess that was him. Yeah, so while you live, the revolution lives. But I kind of disagree with that because if she died, more people would be rebelling. She would be like a yeah. martyr for the cause. If she died, then uh, the, the capital would have killed her, not the arena. Or anybody in the arena that would have killed her. It was a capitalist fall. Right. And that would pretty much bring everybody who, who didn't agree with the who was on the fence to their side. Definitely. So I don't get why. I mean, obviously, like everybody likes Katniss and Peta for the most part, yeah. but I don't think they're as important as everyone thinks they are. I just think it's Plutarch um, has a grand scheme still, and he still he wants to see Katniss go through with it all. Yeah, keep like adding fuel to the fire and everything. Yeah. I mean, Katniss... it probably would hinder him a little bit, but not too much. Right. Yeah. They, they would have a new leader kind of thing. And, like, Plutar would, like, be the new leader or something saying, hey, look, I was the original game maker and go on about all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Yeah, pretty much. That, that's a good idea. Yeah. So Hamish is – has deceived Katniss at this point, And she's always trusted Hamish a lot because, you know, he got her through the games the first time. She's developed a relationship with him along with Peta. And she's kind of taking care of him uh, when they got back home and, you know, making sure that he's not, you know, drinking too much or too little because he is an alcoholic. Yep. And now she doesn't trust him anymore. So this is a big change that she's always been able to trust Hamish and now that's been taken away from her. And she's thinking, like, what else did he lie about? What else can I trust him about? Mm-hmm. Because when he... When Katniss brought up things like, you know, maybe we should start a rebellion, he was like, no one would believe you. It'd never work. Meanwhile, he's planning a rebellion. So it's definitely, you know, they're both in a bad spot right now because Hamish is trying to do the best he can to fuel the rebellion. But at the same time, he had to kind of, you know, put a wedge in him and Katniss's relationship. Because he knows Katniss cannot act at all. Yeah. Once she knows, she's going to pretty much blurt it out with, with body cues and and stuttering and stuff. Mm-hmm. We also learned that the reason they were keeping PETA alive is because if he died, um, Hamish says, we knew there'd be no keeping you in an alliance, meaning Katniss, obviously. Mm-hmm. So 
just further evidence of how Katniss is really kind of the main one they're trying to save and PETA is very important because without him, Katniss would not be able to function. Yeah, there's no reason for her to live, live at that point. Right, yeah. But she the probably whole just... pact she made to save PETA and... Mm-hmm. So. And now, yeah. talking about Hamish's deception, throwing back to the 50th games when that was obviously a quarter quell where there was double tributes and Hamish was crowned the victor. So I was I was thinking about this and how Hamish won the games where he used the force field as a weapon. Now I'm wondering two things. One, wouldn't the Capitol be angry with him for using their technology to win the games? Isn't that kind of like a start of Hamish kind of deceiving the capital and using things against them and i don't know yeah i mean he he did they did punish him i mean oh yeah they did kill his girlfriend and maybe his family they don't really they kind of apply that but they right don't really say anything that's probably the reason of his alcoholism right I mean, they, they don't. They don't say it's a pun. They say it's a punishment, probably for the games of him refusing to enter their services, so to speak. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I just like I know they killed his family, and that is kind of his punishment for right. going against the capital in that way. And I, would you say that they didn't kill him because they need him around for like press and everything? Yeah, I mean, if they kill a victim, I mean, they gotta have a reason. They can't just say, "Oh, he won the games the wrong way." I just feel like they could have said, you know, he got sick or something. Well, well, the districts probably wouldn't believe them is the thing. Yeah. I mean, the districts look up to these people as pretty much what they could do if everything went right. And I suppose the capital could control him because, you know, they killed his family and everything that they they have that control. The only thing they have is his life. He probably doesn't want to die. The capital also probably was in... um, Hamish fever at that point. He just won the games. They want as much Hamish as possible. Right. That the capital citizens. He, and... he just beat double the odds. That's so. true. Yeah, I forget that. That he's he's a bigger deal because he won a quarter quell. So. And probably the toughest quarter quell. It was the toughest quarter quell yet. Yeah, at the time. Mm-hmm. Now Katniss learns um, that the capital took Joanna and Peta. And Hamish is the one to tell her this. And this surprised me. I, like, I really, like, I was, I was, like, shocked when this happened in the book. I vividly remember reading this for the first time. Katniss attacks him with her fingernails and damages one of his eyes. And they're just in a screaming match. We don't even know what they're saying. They're just, they explain it as, you know, them screaming at each other. They're pretty much saying the worst words imaginable. Right, yeah, yeah. So Susan Collins can't even write them because they're probably so inappropriate. Now, right. Katniss is kind of um, calmed down with, with drugs and everything. They poke needles into her. Mm-hmm. And Finnick reassure, reassures Katniss that they'll not be... They, ugh, that was hard. Okay. Finnick reassures Katniss that they will not kill Peta because he doesn't know anything, one. And two, they can use him against her. So... The worst that happens right now, they're thinking, is that they will torture him and that will be hard and everything. But at the same time, they're not going to just kill him off. Um, And then Katniss, in a very rude way, um, brings up Annie. She says, like, how they'll use Annie for bait, Finnick. And then Finnick starts crying. So, which we don't ever see that yet. Um, obviously in Mockingjay, we see a very weak Finnick, yeah. but this is the first time we're really seeing that. And this is, this is a new Finnick. Um, this is kind of the start of his character in Mockingjay. Yeah. This is the the first signs of him breaking down little by little. Yeah. He's just kind of, you know, crumbling. And, you know, as we're seeing him, his demise, he says i wish she was dead i wish they were all dead and we were too it would be best so very suicidal thoughts that are happening in this chapter from a lot of different uh victors nobody wants to live anymore they're they're done yeah there's like no point to living anymore um, all the people who are the, the opposites of them are pretty much under capital uh, capital control yeah they have they have no reason to do anything right now 
Mm-hmm. It's the only thing they see is the doom and gloom. Yeah, it's it's not a good time right now. <laughs> oh. So Katniss uh, says um, in her inner monologue, I will never get him back, meaning PETA, and she really comes to not accept this, but kind of see it as fact that she's not going to see him again. And this goes on for, you know, the next chapter. If we're looking at the series as kind of continuous, this happens in the next chapters in Mockingjay. And so she's still and thinking... She goes, she- she just thinks about Peter forever now. Until yeah. pretty much she comes back. Yeah, it, it's like, fi- like finally when he's not there, she wants him. It's like, yeah. ugh, you drive me crazy. 17-year-old girl, ugh. <laughs> 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 so she goes on saying, uh, maybe he is happy because he uh, succeeded in saving me. That, you know, as much as Katniss was trying to save Peter, Peter was also trying to save Katniss. And he did that. I don't know if he... he- knew- know he that though agreed. he never agreed with um hamish's plan hamish katniss's plan to save peter at, at that point right he always wanted to save katniss yep. but i wonder if he even knows that katniss is safe because he's probably in a cell by himself i'm thinking uh, i don't think even um um capital knows what katniss is at this point either but she might they might think that she's still in the arena somewhere maybe yeah the, katniss, katniss is like no, hiding in a tree or something yeah she has no attractor <laughs> Yeah. Jo- Johanna's not going ahead and put that out. Yeah, she she took care of that one. And Katniss doesn't even know that still. Right, she's still, she's still kind of... Um, well, I guess at this point in the chapter she does because they were talking yeah. about... Um, talking about just everything and how it all went down and why Joanna did the thing she did. Ka- Katniss goes on to say, uh, I think I hate him more than I do Hamish. Uh, just because... Which is really stupid when you look at it in their situation but again he's he got to save Katniss and Katniss failed uh saving him and she goes on to say I've lost will to live as she's refusing food and water and she's just not looking to see another day and she uh says that maybe killing me will let him live which I don't know what world that would happen that is some backwards thinking right there yeah so I think she just wants to die so much that she's like, oh, well, I have to, like, make it seem like I'm doing something to die. So if I think that Peter will live, well, that works. Like, you know, that's justification for dying when it's not. Yeah, she's looking for any which way to die at this point. Right. And Hamish has turned uh, Katniss and Peter into pieces of his games as Katniss is looking at it. And I know that she's angry at him for deceiving her, but in the long run... It was a good decision because if he told Katniss, that would put her in even more danger. So, it's just weird that she hasn't really, um, not accepted it, because I think it'll take a while for her to accept it, as it always does. But just to kind of be on good terms with Hamish. Yeah, she's only thinking of the short term, really and truly. Yeah. She wants to hear her now, not the future, but. Yeah, she doesn't have long-term thinking. Yeah, but also her here and now, her here and now is her her life pretty much. Right. I mean, she's her, she's the one with the life on the line. Mm-hmm. And she says, "quote No one in their right mind would let me um, make the plan because obviously I can't tell a friend from an enemy." Because now she's thinking Hamish is an enemy, which again is ridiculous. I mean, they saved her life pretty much. I mean, I know she should be thankful. She should. She's just so vengeful right now. <laughs> right. Yeah. A little bit. She wishes she was Pete and could just die. Yeah, pretty much. And then she sees Gale. So this is like, you know, out of the blue because she would just assume that Gale is back in District 12. Mm-hmm. And she says, he alone really knows how I operate. So they've known each other for so many years and they really understand each other. And Gale lets her know... I mean, right away, Katniss knows something is up and something bad happened at home because there's kind of burns on Gail's face. One of his arms is in a sling. And right away, Katniss asks about Prim and her mom. And he says, they're fine, they're fine. Um, But Katniss learns that District 12 was... um, uh, Obliterated. Yes, obliterated. That was the word I was thinking of. I was like, is that the right word? And... Uh, yeah, so the capital dropped firebombs on them, um, which is kind of 
a slap in the face to Katniss because it's like fire. So um, I never thought of that one before. That's nifty. Yeah, it. They kind of. Um, they didn't just use like normal like bombs. It had to be like fire bombs. And the last line of Catching Fire is Katniss. There is no District Twelve. What a way to end a book. I know. This was definitely more of a cliffhanger than Hunger Games. Oh yeah, because the Hunger Games could have been like the end of like a book and it's done and it's over. Yeah. I mean, like I wanted to know what happened later, but it wasn't like, oh my god, what's going to happen next? Yeah, there's there's no need for anything else really and truly, but there mm-hmm. was room for it. Yeah. So when this you, one, you have to have a sequel to Nick. Yeah. What did you think was going to happen next? Uh, I had no clue at this point. At this point, I just I knew there was no District Twelve. I I didn't know um, Katniss and Finnick were going to become pretty much PTSD poster childs. Right. And and live in the little balls for about half the half the chapter, but I like that. I mean, but I just thought it was going to be pretty much the re- the rebellion and Katniss trying to figure out how to fit in this rebellion against the capital. Mm-hmm. She has no clue what's going to happen to Peta. I didn't I didn't think Peta was going to survive, honestly. Yeah, me either. I thought it'd be too much of a, like a stretch to have him live. Yeah, I mean, I, I had no clue where they're going to go with it. With Peta, especially. Mm-hmm. I thought one of the... I hate when people say the three main characters, because Gale really isn't a main character. I mean, not until the third book, really. Yeah, he's, like, barely in the first two books. And, I mean, he's in the love triangle. So, I would say I thought someone from the love triangle was going to die. I was like, it's got to happen. I, was, I agree. I mean, it's the love triangle. Somebody has to die. Yeah. <laughs> I, I was ho- I was hoping for Gale. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I... I didn't have any which way to Gale. I thought it was going to be Peta. Yeah. I thought it was going to be Peta, but I wanted it to be Gale instead of Peta. That was that was my uh, rationale behind that. Um, I just, me, personally, I thought Gale was a better fit with Katniss. They're, they're, they hunted together. They knew each other the, the most. Yeah. But, I guess they're, I feel like that would have happened, like that's would have been her life if yeah, Prim was her, never chosen at the reaping. Yeah. That's her normal life, pretty much. It's with Gale. Peta's the... I guess the um, what word I'm looking for here? He's like, what? How her fate changed? It was like, Peta came into her life, kind of thing. Yeah, I mean, it's the the lover forced into her life that she never thought she would want. Right. I mean, that's Peta, and it worked out. Yeah, it did. So our next segment is a relatively new segment uh, compared to others. What if? So this is where we pose a question. If something was different in the series, how it would all turn out? So the question for this episode is, what if Gale was chosen at the Reaping instead of Peta? So I don't know if you want to start the discussion or if I should throw some things out here. I'll start the discussion. I mean, Gale chosen to Peta, I don't know if it changes a lot, but it changes a good bit of it. I mean... Instantly, Katniss and um, Gale would team up pretty much. Mm-hmm. They're not going to bend each other like Katniss wanted to do at first with Peta. Um, they're going to work together as best as possible to get at least one of them to win. Yeah, I feel like it would have been a very strong alliance because they've been hunting buddies for so long that they just know each other and they can just feel each other out um, while they're hunting. They don't need to talk. That would have worked out really well. Yeah, the, the, the perfect partners together. But the, the dynamic I want to talk about is um, how would it change like the love and the love um, dynamic that Hamish kind of pushes on Peta and Katniss. I think they still would have had that, if not even like more and earlier on, because I, you know we can kind of start to see at the beginning of even the Hunger Games that Gail and Katniss do have a relationship. It's not really defined, so it's it could kind of take any shape. And Hamish probably would have said, hey, look, why don't we say that, you know, you've been hunting buddies for so long and now you start looking at each other in a different way and all that kind of stuff. So I feel like that still would have happened. And Katniss maybe wouldn't have been so objected to it. Yeah, she wouldn't have been. But um, but we, from, I guess we know that Gail was in love with Katniss before Katniss wasn't even thinking about Gail that way. Yeah, I feel like Gail kind of started to really, like, fall in love with Katniss as soon as she 
he saw Katniss with PETA. I think that was when he was like, wait a minute, that's my girl. Yeah, he pretty much started feeling the feel the feels at that point. Mm-hmm. Um, like um, it would have happened probably earlier. I mean, I don't think the Capitals ever thought of um, such a outlying district having two people working together like that. I think the games would have been more interesting to oh, have yeah, the man. two of them together. I mean, they were working together from the beginning. Like at, in the Hunger Game, well, with Peta, she pretty much didn't even know what he was going to do at that point. I mean, they've Peta asked to be left alone, mm-hmm. and um, and she was thinking of Peta as an enemy still at that point. They ran in different directions. He ended up with the careers. Mm-hmm. At the beginning of the games, I guess um, they would have run a little bit to the um, the circle, or maybe they didn't even have to because they they know how much so much about the woods that they um would build their own equipment. I wonder. Yeah, they'd probably like make a sphere somehow, and. I guess like set up trap. I don't know how like how much you could really do with nothing, but yeah. I'm sure that Gale could construct something out of you know branches and everything. Yeah, Gale knows how to um, trap better than Katniss, and Katniss kind of knows how to build a bow, but not as good as her dad did. Right, but she could do something to like shoot like kind of short distance stuff. Yeah, I mean she knows a little bit about it. Um, but she still. But I, I would guess they would run into the cornucopia a little bit and grab a few supplies and then run off like Katniss did, but. Katniss right, wouldn't have um, stalled like she did in the- Right, that they would intend on doing that, and Katniss would be like, oh, what do I do now? Peter throwing her off so much. Right. Yeah, Gail wouldn't throw her off. They both know what they wanted. They know instantly what to do. I mean, they might even go into the, the, the thick of it, because Gail's a bigger man than, about as big as probably District 1, District 2 people. Yeah, he's probably a little bit smaller than the career tributes. Now, do you think that they would end up uh, one of them would pull the Nylock stunt at the end to keep both of them alive. I think they wouldn't. They they wouldn't want to live without each other at that point. I mean, they both are needed to save their families, though. I mean, I mean, Katniss was the sole provider of her family. Gail was pretty much the sole provider of his family. I, I think one of them would have to live. I mean, I don't. They, they might have. Um, because then originally. Candace was probably thinking that um, Gail would um, would help her family, but with both of them gone, I don't know. I don't know what they would have done, but I don't think they would think thought of that when doing that. Yeah, it would but, be hard in their families. Like I, because they don't really have any other friends to rely on, so their families. It would have been very hard to keep them going if both of them were in the arena. Oh yeah, and also they might not have a nightlock at that point because the only reason they had nightlock at that point was because of Peta's. Not knowing what Nightlock was. <laughs> That's right, yeah. But Katniss might think of it, or, or Gail would kind of think about, like, oh, how can we both live? And, like, you know, they, they might figure it out. But, yeah, Pete is the one that got Nightlock into their hands in the first place. So that's a good point to make. Would the game maker, games makers even um, change the the game's rules to allow for two, two winners to win in a district? I would think so, just because if they both went with the star-crossed, not star-crossed lovers, because they've always kind of been together, but, like, if they went with, like, the lover's angle, they would probably still have those things in place where um, there's even some speculation that there was something going on between Cato and Clove. Um, in the movie, it was Cato and Glimmer, but whatever, we won't get into that. Um, yeah, so if there was, you know, especially if there were, like, two kind of couples in the arena i think they definitely would have done that because it made those games different at that point yeah. it was just like normal games and then they did the rule change so i think it, they, they would have done that still yeah up to 11 at that point i mean probably the capital was eating it up yeah you got too much two lover two love two um couples fighting it out to the to the death yeah i mean how fun would that be to watch oh yeah <laughs> well i I don't know what to say about that now. <laughs> I'm going to contradict myself and be just all sad and. Right, we don't want to be like the capital citizens, I do know. we? But it does sound like fun. Oh no. <laughs> what do we do? Oh, the dilemma of watching reality TV, right? Exactly. So we got some listener feedback to share on the show here and talk about um, in our segment mock and mail. So we got three emails. First one is from Catherine Riley. You said, I just finished episode 43 and was shocked when you guys said you thought Seneca would be executed if he didn't eat the berries. My view has 
my view was always that he was locked in there because he could either eat the berries and die or starve to death. Uh, he would be locked in there until he died. Just my take. Love the show. Catherine Riley. Thanks for writing in, Catherine. Um, I don't, to be honest, I don't really remember exactly what we we're talking about. It's at the end of the movie. Um, uh, the capital, two capital soldiers lead Seneca into a room mm-hmm. with one single bowl in the middle filled with nightlock berries. Right, in the then, movie. Yeah, it is. And then it implied that he ate the berries or something. Or like starved to death. Yeah. Yeah, I, I don't know if we said something different on the show, um, but that's what I would say. I'm, I might be contradicting myself right now. I don't have a good memory, but I would think that would be it. Like, it would be like, all right, like, look, we're going to kill you. You can either kill yourself or, you know, we'll come back in and take care of things. Um, like, I agree with her. Like, they'll leave her in, in, in that room until he dies. And there's, there's only one, like, a few ways to get out of that room, but, and each one's dead. Yeah. Either eat, eat the nightlock berries, starve to death, or maybe jump out the window. Right. Um, and then there's probably like those force fields, though, that are like all around the Capitol and stuff where yeah, like, you can't. There's force fields on top of the roof. That's why it's force fields in the building to keep people from jumping out. Exactly. Yeah. So, but even like, I don't know, if he jumped out, he'd kill himself anyway. So, yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I, mean, I think either one of those um, ways is, you know, he only has a couple options and they all end in death. So, yeah. And He's not leaving alive. Right. All right. You want to take the next email? All right. I will do that. The next email is from Veronica Rusk. And it's, hey, Kira, uh, Kira, Mariah, and Matt. And me, Brandon. Yes, of course. They forgot you. Uh, I don't know why. I don't know why either. Okay. (laughs) I know it's a bit of a touchy subject, but if you have ever seen Argo, then you might know my connection. During their protest in Argo... The people burned the American flag, just like the people burned the Capitol flag in the trailer. So do you think that – do you think like in the U.S. burning the flag is a crime or just a sign of protest or both in the Capitol? Love you love you all. Hmm. What do you think? Uh, well, in America, the burning a flag is a sign of protest. You can't get arrested for it. It's impossible. Yeah. Uh, if you want to like retire a flag, you have to do like – you know, a ceremony, like I've done them actually, where you like earn part of like this whole ceremony and feel like do everything right and right order and stuff. Oh, yeah. Um, but yeah, in, in America, if you burn the flag, even to disgrace America is a protest. I mean, it's protected under the First Amendment rights. Mm-hmm. But um, I guess in the Capitol, when they burn the flag, I'm going to guess it's, a, it's against the law. I mean, it's pretty much openly dismissing, dismissing everything the Capitol stands for. Yeah, it's like showing the capital, like, hey, we don't care about you. We want to take you down. It's definitely like you're just looking to provoke the capital. So I think, it, yeah, it's definitely a crime. And it's probably, you know, punishable by death, I would think. Yeah, it's probably it's it's going to be death. I mean, it's pretty much open rebellion to the capital at that point when you burn the flag. Yeah, you're not going to get a slap on the wrist. You'll die. Yeah, I mean, there's there's, there's no coming back from that. (laughs) Not at all. There's no jails, I don't think, in the capital. I think it's just you die. Yeah, pretty much your dad, like other or get whipped, but that, I think that crime's a little bigger than bringing turkey into the district. <laughs> right, to feed people, and some yeah. are peacekeepers that you're feeding, which is quite ironic. Yeah. All right. Well, next email is from Kato Wookie Jake, and he said, "Hey, Poisonberries, just kidding. Anyway, my friend has tons of conspiracies about the Hunger Games. One of them is about Thresh's death. He says that quote. I guess he's quoting his friend here." Uh, the the Matations killed Thresh instead of Kato. He thinks this is because when Thresh screams and dies, you can also hear Kato scream. I'm assuming he's referring to the movie, if you can hear Kato scream, because otherwise you'd read it. I think it's also in the book also. Oh, okay. I mean, I, I heard, I mean, in the book, I believe that um, Katniss and Peeta hear Thresh, somebody scream. They don't know which one. That's right, yeah. And then, and then they see him, like, run, well, in the movie, they see him run past, but, like, even in the book... They yeah, he, hear he screams, yeah. yeah, yeah, and they they don't know if, if it's who if it's Cato and Thresh fighting, and one of them killed killed them, and all they know is they're trying to make it back to the cornucopia at that point. Mm-hmm. Um, and he said, uh, "Thank you for your consideration." Just to finish the email, um, but yeah, I think this makes more sense than Cato killing Thresh because I think Thresh is like I don't know, like a better fighter than Cato. Well, I think he's stronger than Kato. I mean, yeah. 
according looking at the movie, he's a bigger man mm-hmm. in the movie. But um, the way I imagined it when I was reading the book was this epic rain scene where they're fighting each other in the in the um the cornfield where he's at. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and the mutation the mutations came out of nowhere and killed killed Thresh, adding more surprise to the capital capital watchers. That makes the most sense because I don't think Kato could really take down Thresh. It was probably like, as you said, they were just fighting and then the mutation killed Thresh and Kato kind of just ran, fled from the scene. Yeah, because I, I know um in the book, Kato's, Kato is full of, um has armor on. Yeah, so, so that probably helped even. him. Yeah, but I'm thinking they're just having a big, big, big pretty much battle at that point and the, mut- the mutations interrupted them and disappointed all the capital fans probably didn't disappoint the capital fans oh the more blood the better in their eyes yeah they're probably like that's the first time they probably saw the the um this the ending mm-hmm. was the mutations coming out and killing thrash so um pretty cool i guess yeah and i feel like we might have talked about this previously on the show i apologize if that's the case but um always good to revisit um things from other books and previous episodes always fun to look back just a few plugs before we uh, move on to our last mini segment of uh, book recommendations. Um, so as I've been plugging on the show for, uh, you know, last, I don't know, six episodes or something, um, I've been hired as a social media curator. So if you're interested in any social media guidance or want to learn more about that, you can email us or you can tweet me at Kira Deneen, K-I-R-A-D-I-N-E-E-N. Uh, you can also email us for Hunger Games related topics even on previous episodes, um, anything we said on this episode that you disagree with or you have further insight that you want to share, definitely email us. I love reading what you guys have to say. And if you like something on the show, if you hate a segment, I like to see what you guys want, you know, what, what you guys like. So that's nightlockpodcast at gmail.com. You can like us on Facebook. That's facebook.com slash nightlockpodcast. Follow us on Twitter at nightlockpod, P-O-D. You can follow our guest host, Brandon, on Twitter at bbull89. You can follow me on Twitter. Again, that's Kira Deneen, K-I-R-A-D-I-N-E-E-N. Subscribe to us on iTunes. Of course, iTunes reviews. I love them. Okay, all those links are on our website, nightlockpodcast.com. If you want to subscribe to our email alerts, I have to make these plugs shorter. I run out of breath. Sidebar of our website, nightlockpodcast.com. And that's all I have for you. So many plugs. I know. I I don't know what to cut down, though. You can't really cut down anything, really. Yeah. I could not plug our Facebook because it's not too active, but I don't know. It's still a big thing. I know. Because if I put them in the show notes, nobody would read them. (sighs) I don't know. I guess I have to take a minute out of every show and just read them. (laughs) Easy enough. Yes, the life of a podcaster. All right. Well, last thing we've got on today's show is recommendations where we recommend a book you listeners may enjoy since you like The Hunger Games. And this one is right up your alley. Go ahead, Brandon. What do you got for us? Yes. The um, book series is called Faris, and the books are called The Kindling, The Keepers of the Flame, and The Clan. It's It's a trilogy of books by the author Jennifer Armstrong. They take place in the futuristic year of 2007. Wow, that's quite far in the future. Way far in the future. I I was in seventh grade back then. (laughs) Oh, man. Yeah, I'm really young. (laughs) Okay. I was was a senior that year, too. Oh, (laughs) Oh, really? (laughs) Yeah. Um, The world has been wiped out by a deadly plague that killed off all the adults. And without them, the children perished of hunger and disease. No more people, no more electricity, no more civilization. It follows a group of... um, Teenagers and young adults and kids, they all forsake their names and took their names of Mommy, Hunter, Teacher, Daddy, Action Figure, Teddy Bear, Baby, and Doll. It's them trying to survive in this world without adults. It's been about two, three years since this plague. Um, they're all just trying to survive. And then one day someone shows up and asks them to go to Washington, D.C. with them. They say yes, they go to Washington, they, they attempt to go to Washington, D.C., and you gotta read the book to find out what happens. Interesting. This reminds me of a TV show I started watching. I watched, like, the first season, it was pretty good. Uh, I don't know if you've heard of it, Revolution? 
I heard of it. Yeah, it's like all about um, like society after the electricity is turned off. So it has adults in it, which is like the big difference between them, but very similar. So it sounds interesting. It's definitely on my reading list. Oh yeah, it's just a good book. It's a good series of books. I I loved them when I read them in high school. So yeah, sounds awesome. I'm surprised I haven't heard of them just because I'm always on the look for uh, you know dystopian novels, post-apocalyptic, all those kind of books because I like telling you guys about them. So I know it's surprising. Yeah, you learn something new every day. All right. Well, I want to thank you for being on the show, Brandon. It was a good episode. Lots of great discussion and insight and all that good stuff. I had so much fun. Thank you for having me on. And thank you, listeners, for listening in. Yes. Always good to have new voices on the show. It makes it interesting and it hypes us up and gets us energized and awesome stuff like that i don't know where all this energy came from right now i know and i'm so excited i got the hunger games about a week or two and yeah it's awesome i movie so yeah it's like college is so busy but you always have time for the hunger games you know you always got to make time exactly always the time (laughs) all right well we'll see you listeners on the next episode thanks for listening uh lost little twiv ugh I said it fine the first time. <laughs> Lost the little... Oh my gosh, that's bad. Okay, I thought I could just do it, but I gotta have to edit that out. Okay. Yeah. Lost the little to live. Ugh. Okay. <laughs> so she lost the lit... Oh my god. As soon as I say it wrong once, it takes me like five times. Okay, say will a few times. Yeah, will, will, will. Live and will. I don't know. So Katniss lost her lil. <laughs> I keep... <laughs> Oh my gosh, I keep combining the words. It's been such a long day. Okay. And now I lost my page. Okay. <laughs> this is save. what happens. Let's go to save. Yes. Okay. Katniss lost her live to Will. 